Welcome to Unpack the Pursuit. I'm Molly. This is Jade. Let's unpack this. Welcome, everybody, to today's quality time. We have a very special guest who has been here once before. Kemi, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for having me back. I'm so excited. (laughs) I'm so excited for you, too. And obviously, you guys met very briefly before this, but Jade and Kemi, you're both here for the first time. I know. Yes, yes. So excited to be here as a host this time. So it's kind of weird. I'm glad Kemi's my first guest. So we wanted to start this episode since we're doing these new quality time casual sessions with what is your favorite flavor of tea? Oh, easy. Raspberry. Like, it's not even a question. It's raspberry all day, every day. I don't know why, but I didn't expect that I kind of exactly I'm pleasantly surprised because that is a way better answer than like Earl Grey that's what exactly that I I was an Earl Grey kind of girl (laughs) you're giving me lavender vibes you're always like cool and calm and collected but raspberry I I like it sweet fruity things it's just it's it's my thing there's this uh, when I was visiting relatives in England last year my aunt had this raspberry and cranberry tea blew my mind I now from the UK have been this whole quarantine just shipping tea from the UK. Oh my god. Wait, that's the best thing ever. Right. <laughs> this is this is me and my bougie tea drinkingness. <laughs> if you're gonna drink tea, do it right. Honestly, I was thinking the other day if someone got me like a honey subscription service, I might cry. Like I just tea and honey and like Ooh. it's just dude. So this is like actually very on par for your personal branding, this quality time. That was perfect. Okay, before we get into like a quick recap of your the last time you were here and all, all the new things that are on the horizon, which I'm really excited to dive into, I thought I'd be fun to do a little warm-up question especially since last time Kemi like when we talked to you for the first time Natalie and I this was like right at the height of the pandemic obviously we're still very much in it but this was when we didn't think it was maybe gonna last this long like we were still like so naive we didn't know at that point that we were gonna have to table all of 2020 (laughs) yeah everyone it's a wrap on 2020 What is the most interesting or uncharacteristic habit that you've picked up during COVID? And we can kind of do a little roundtable, but Kemi, I'll start with you. Oh, gosh. Oh, I wanted you to see me last because I've been trying to think of it. Yeah, no, come back to me last. I need like a question to think about it. I think you're right. It's only fair that I would go first because I did come up with this question. So obviously, (laughs) hopefully I have an answer. (laughs) Mine is like kind of embarrassing, but also like one that brings me a lot of joy, like surprisingly. And it is that I got really into games. So I play online Catan now by myself, like with... Yeah, I swear to God. And I now I'm like really into chess and I'm like learning how to play chess. And maybe that's because of the Queen's Gambit. Probably definitely is. <laughs> I'm like playing Among Us. I'm like into these digital games. And that has never been something like I used to play Sims when I was younger and was really into the Sims game. But the Sims is not really a game because you can't really lose. You're just sort of like, <laughs> you're just like doing weird shit with avatars. These games that I get into are just like, I really feel like a gamer. Oh my gosh. I put- you're not alone though. Like I have a lot of friends that like have weekly game nights where they'll go online on Zoom or on websites and like play games with people. Like, and I don't think they were normally spending their time doing this. You're definitely not by yourself. Totally. Thank you. I needed that affirmation. Yeah. <laughs> 
Molly, are you going to be a gamer? Jade, you might have to watch out because if I start slacking on UTP grind, it's because I'm I'm playing games. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's funny. Now I have to think of one. <laughs> I think I picked up on like reading a lot more. Like I joined a book club. That was super fun and kind of out of character for me. Like I would always read, but not as much as I've been reading now. And then also super random hammocking. Is that a verb? Can we say that? Absolutely can. We'll accept it. We'll allow it. So yeah, I've been outside in my hammock just looking at the trees and chillaxing. It's super nice. Get a hammock. Like even if you just put it on your balcony, I promise it's the best thing ever. That actually sounds really nice. Like with a good book and everything. Oh my God. Yes. Like quarantine life. She's like, yes. don't talk to me. I'm like, occupied. <laughs> exactly. Do not disturb. Thank you very much. I really love that. That's awesome. Oh my gosh. Okay. Oh gosh. It's back to me. Yes, Kimmy. It's your turn. Uh, I feel like my answers aren't decent. Okay. Can I say, can I make it a three-parter? Because I don't think individually are like that interesting, but maybe all together. Like everybody else has been really basic and have been baking. Uh, yes. <laughs> but, but I haven't been as accomplished as other people in baking from scratch. It's still like box, um items, but I've been experimenting. Um, this year I started doing this, like, I guess they're my version of slutty brownies. They're like... Ooh. Promiscuous brownies, you know. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I love <that>. brownies. Because <laughs> I've been putting um, dark chocolate brownie mix, like one whole pack at the bottom, Oreos in the middle, and another packet on top, and baking it Ooh. all together. Um, apparently, they're very uh, delicious. So I've been making a lot of those and cupcakes and things, just experimenting with like different colors. This is like a spe- very specific thing, but of course, I've been binging a lot of TV. But there's one TV show that I watched recently and I just finished, and I'm so heartbroken I finished it. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's the worst. But I don't know if you guys knew about Devious Maids. It came out in like 2013. No. Eva Longoria produced show about these, um, I think it's based on a telenovela, kind of like Jane the Virgin was, um, but the American version. And and it's about these maids, um, typically Latin maids who are cleaning in Beverly Hills for these people and like murder and chaos and affairs and all sorts mm-hmm. of things are happening. And I thought it was going to be a guilty pleasure, but I really got into it. Like it was, <laughs> it was a really good show. It delivered like almost how to get away with murder level shocks sometimes. Ooh, which what? I never, I never thought I'd be so surprised, but I'd be watching it sometimes and genuinely be like astonished by some of the things <laughs> that were so I'm so sad because it got canceled in like a couple years ago and it was canceled on the cliffhanger. And so I'm just like, Ugh, and it doesn't feel like one of those that they'll bring back. And so I'm heartbroken. <laughs> wow, that is that. actually really heartbreaking. Yeah, it's tough. It was a go. I was just like, they allow so many other shows to continue for years and you have terrible seasons, but somehow they canceled this one. <laughs> I do love though, because Netflix and all like the streaming services inundate you with the new shows. I love when you can find a sneaky kind of old show and you're like, this is a gem and I'm not going to tell anyone because I feel so cool that I know about this show. (laughs) And and it's so funny because especially if it's like early 2000s, 2010s, like it it feels such a throwback. Like you know, Nokia's or Blackberries or certain fashions or conversations and you're like, oh my God, this is... (laughs) And also, like, we used to talk like this. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah. It's the fashion that gets me. Yeah, because Girlfriends and a bunch of other, like, shows from, like, the 90s and the fashion on Netflix. And I was watching that and I was like, oh, my God. Like, this is, this yeah. is a really big throwback. <laughs> Those are all really great, great answers. Thank you for 
entertaining me with that. I wanted to give our listeners a quick recap of your episode last time in case they tuned in or didn't tune in to give some context. So we we last talked in July. It's been a hot minute. A lot has happened since then that we're going to dive into. And for the most part, the theme of our episode with you, Kemi, was building creative communities, especially during COVID and like how to do that when the creative community is probably hurt more than a lot of other industries and communities during this time. And we also talked about your plans and like how those were disrupted because of COVID-19 and really turned 2020 into a different year for you. One of my favorite takeaways from our episode, you said um, necessity is the mother of invention. And it couldn't be more true that there's been so much to come from this era, this period of time. There's so much that we don't even really recognize as like these new necessities or these new inventions really in In retrospect, I think it will be really interesting. But even in real time, you can just see the weight of what this time period has done for us. And so I wanted to start there as we dive into some of like where you are now and what's going on with you. How has necessity is the mother of invention? How have you leaned into that over the past couple months since we last talked? Yeah, no, it's it's wild to think that we talked in July. It seems so soon, but also so long ago. What I said was definitely true then and it's still true now. Unfortunately, like a lot of industries just haven't come back the same uh, way and might not for some time. And But people need to continue working. They need to continue making their art. They need to continue building their careers and, and, and developing. And so just trying to find ways to do that has been not not quite a challenge, but just a new venture, a new way of doing things. So it's been some things as practical and simple as my the, my bandmates and I, we were playing some outdoor gigs in parking lots a lot this summer and um, this fall, which was actually really fun. It felt, I, it was definitely probably a different experience than we would have done before, but mm. it was so nice to do events like that because people were so much more, grateful to be able to go to shows like that. Like a lot of people who do go to see music show, live shows and see bands perform a lot of the time weren't able to do that this year. And so being able to bring that to them and feel the joy that they felt in combination with our joy that we felt in playing for people live again uh, was really nice. My whole recording process for my EP, we had to kind of schedule that and figure that out while respecting people, you know, concerns and and boundaries, but also making sure the work got done. Um, My EP release show, which I can't believe I'm even saying is happening because I'm I'm just so excited about it. It's going to be live streamed, which was definitively not how I had ever planned doing a show. And I very much wish that there could be a huge group of people there to kind of feel it and be in the moment. But um, I've been so lucky to work with people who are still insistent on making it a really exciting and good experience uh, for me and for people who will be tuning in. It's not necessarily how I would have chosen to do a lot of these different things I've been working on, but it's how we have to for now and we'll make it work. And I think because people are doing so many things out of necessity and they're they're being forced to make leaps and decisions that they normally wouldn't make, I think a lot of people are more appreciative of the end product than they might've been before, which, you know, kind of, it makes you feel good as you're putting in the effort and putting in the work. Yes, and I really appreciate that y'all did the live gigs outside. Like as a person who misses going to concerts, I thought that was super dope. What has been the most rewarding part of producing your EP. Oh gosh, I'm gonna try to cry. <laughs> oh, you can cry. We love crying yes. on ETP. 
Let it rip. I feel it. The EP has been, like, for this specific project, essentially has been seven years in the making, almost to the day. Like, the seven-year anniversary of me writing the first original song uh, that I already released and will also be on this EP, The Man of Soul the Moon, that seven-year anniversary is this coming week. I think the most rewarding part has been having these ideas that I had by myself, usually, like, you know, in my room somewhere in the middle of the night, just come to me and having other people not hear them as strongly as I heard them, suddenly working with a team of people who not only could hear what I was hearing, but were willing to invest in it to bring it to life so that now everyone can hear it. And also having these people, you know, a team of 20 plus people who've worked on this project with me, who believe in it as much as I have, who have invested so much time and energy. It just feels really amazing to know like it feels like I was seen like I feel like I've been seen and the emotions and thoughts that I had were valid and real even though they didn't exist in reality up until this past fall like this past fall is the first time I heard these songs out loud the same way I've been hearing them in my head for seven years so you know to have people who are willing to go on that journey with you that has been a very long journey and has not always been clear it's it's just really validating to have that seven years that's a long time seven years of that like marinating in your mind and like ruminating probably and probably there are so many moments time is such a funny thing to me when you say seven years it's like oh yeah seven years seven years of having having like something that you're passionate about Mm -hmm. constantly morphing and crafting in your mind. Maybe you do a little bit of work here. Maybe you do a little bit of work there. It's this very intangible thing. And then all of a sudden it's real. And like, how do you even begin to explain those emotions? Pretty much impossible, I would imagine. Yeah, no, it's it's exactly how you describe it. Because like I said, it existed just in my head. Like when I heard it, I heard the full arrangement. I heard all the parts. I heard Mm -hmm. the words. I heard like, I heard it as if I was listening to it live, but no one else could for almost seven years. And then working with other people and the form shifting just a little bit because you're including other people's thoughts and ideas ideas, you know, into it in the collaboration, but still just hearing the songs full out for everyone to hear that everyone can now hear exactly what I've been hearing. It's just, it's, it's, it's very surreal. And I think a lot more time has gone into it than anyone could ever (laughs) fully understand unless, unless you've gone through a similar process as well. But I feel really blessed for it to turn out the way that it has and to have worked with the team of people that I've worked with. Is there anything you'd like the listeners to know before they experience your EP? Oh gosh, so many things it was written all over the world (laughs) that is so dope i mean because i'm you know traveling and living abroad and other things like i there are pieces and other ideas that i had through travels and and other things visiting family in nigeria writing you know all over the u.s parts of europe when i lived in paris so it's it's kind of bits and pieces and that is great because it also matches the number of like sources of inspiration uh, that the EP stems from. It's, you know, a soul record. That's how I've been describing it. It's soul music overall, but there are heavy elements of jazz, of musical theater, for sure, <laughs> of pop music. Let's see what else. A blues, apparently a little bit of country uh, that other people have heard as well. It really just runs the gamut. Um, a lot of it is based on true stories <laughs> as well. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's a really great uh, compilation of different feelings and thoughts I've had over the last uh, several years, things I've observed watching other people, particularly when it comes to love, finding love, keeping love, figuring out what works for you. 
um, and all types of love too, not just relationships, but love with your family members and your friends and the people in your life who matter to you. So it's just kind of a compilation of my thoughts and conclusions that I've drawn from observing and experiencing various things over the last few years. Okay, so you said your EP is dropping on January 29th. That's Mm -hmm. right after the new year. Yep. Do you have any New Year's resolutions in mind for 2021? I know it's going to look a little different. 2020, that kind of, whew. I, I was talking to my, one of my, my friends, one of my best friends about how everyone was like 2020 vision last year and, and matching all their life goals. <laughs> I'm hurt. Perfect vision. Like, New decade, yes. <laughs> I was like, here for it. 2020 vision, I forgot about that. Yeah, it's more like five, five vision, but... Uh, <laughs> It's, it's funny, and I, and I definitely do not say this lightly because I understand that like people have had very different experiences this year, but I think a couple months ago I was looking at my New Year's resolutions for this year, and I've met most of them, which is shocking because like they weren't like itty-bitty ones. It wasn't just like do laundry more regularly or, or something. It was like play with a band and have gigs in like really legit venues in the area and produce this EP and stuff. And by the grace of God, that's all happened. Like it's all and it happened in ways that I couldn't have anticipated and like some of which have been like even better than I could have imagined. And so it's shocking that it's happened in a year like this uh, when it's been so surprising. But at the same time, I feel like it's a good reminder that I should keep setting goals and keep dreaming and hoping and praying and you can be shocked at what can still occur like in the face of all sorts of things that might be happening that shouldn't change your dedication um, to your goals or whether or not you set goals like sometimes those are the things that keep you afloat in years like this I'm not exactly sure what the resolutions will be but they'll be kind of continuations of the uh, development I've already seen this year when it comes to professional and personal goals I feel really blessed to be able to say that in a year like this when I know that's definitely not the case for a lot of people yeah but I think that's a really important message to to hear is that you are you can really surprise yourself in terms of what you can accomplish in moments where it feels like actually all the odds are stocked against stacked against you because yeah i think this year definitely like inhibited us in some ways but in other ways it really opened a lot of doors and unleashed a lot of energy that i don't know if people expected that they had that's why i really like this topic in particular like honing in on creativity and your like your creative pursuits because i think even if you don't consider yourself an artist like we all have creativity embedded in us and things that we can make real and we all have the capacity to make art and i think covid in a time where it's you're forced to slow down and sit with yourself more those parts of ourselves come out a little bit more often um, than they would normally. And so it's, it's just a really cool message to hear. And I'm glad that I'm so glad that you were able to like check off those boxes, but I hope that it inspires other people to like, Hey, even if we don't have another, like maybe 2021 is just like 2020. Don't, don't put that in the air. I know, but it's still work. Seriously, take it out. The track statement. Drag to trash. <laughs> and yeah, I really do think regardless of what's happening, continuing to set goals. Like once, like, even if you don't achieve those goals, the work you would have done to get there will benefit you. And that's like, yeah. like you shoot for the moon and you'll land, land amongst the stars. Like that's true. Like you won't get anywhere if you set no goals. So at least attempt, <laughs> at least try. How can people tune into your live stream? Where can they get on, on that? So you can buy tickets at, um, if you go to my website or if you go to my Instagram handle at Miss MS Kemi uh, the ticket link is in my bio. 
and um, they're $10 tickets each. It'll be virtually streamed on Facebook. You won't need a Facebook account to tune in. Um, and yeah, they're available online for purchase right now. So you can go out and get them. Please definitely go out and get them. It's going to be a huge show. Um, live band, all like we're playing the whole EP down with some like new arrangements, even from the ones that are on the recording, along with a couple of bonus songs. Um, the band members are all people that played on the EP and we're all really good friends with each other. So we're going to have such a fun time. I am still looking for an outfit to wear because I want it to sparkle and dazzle and you know, have some fun. I'm so ecstatic. I've been dreaming of this moment my whole life. And so I'm just really excited to share it with all these people and for people to finally hear it. Okay, Unpackers, I have a favor to ask. Press pause on this podcast Hit up Kemi's Instagram, click the link in the bio, and pay right. 10 bucks for this live stream. Do Amen. it for us. Do it for Kemi. Do it for yourself, you know? Yes. We're going to put everything you need in the show notes of this. Oh, Jade and I are private messaging right now. We're like, we got to get our tickets, okay? Exactly. Um, so after this, we know what we're doing. I love your energy, Kemi. Like, I, I, I'm so glad you got to come back on here and just share, like, the progress that you've made since your episode. I think listening to your old epi- your older episode and this one back-to-back will be really cool because it'll show just, like, I don't know, the pr- what, what time can do. What can you do with time is, like, an amazing thing. If you have a project or a creative pursuit that you are trying to lean into, like, what I really love about your story, Kemi, is how you're talking about like this seven-year journey of having an idea in your head and really bringing it out into the limelight finally. And even though it took seven years, like it could have taken 10, 15, it doesn't matter, it happened. And I think everybody needs a little bit of like a spark underneath them that lights their fire, that gets them moving. And if this is that sign, like let that be that. You can't make progress on your ideas or on your visions or on your passions if you don't take like baby steps forward to make it happen. And I think you're like a living, breathing example of like how that is true. Thank you. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I mean, seven years sounds like a really long time, but to your point, it's seven years of baby steps. Congratulations. I'm so proud of you. I really appreciate that. Thank you. (laughs) Well, is there anything else you want to share before we go, before you close it out, please follow me on um, Instagram and Facebook at MS Kemiatic Royer. Um, I'll be posting a lot of things in the last co- next month or the next few months behind the scenes videos of us in the studio, the writing process, um, meetings and interviews with some of my friends who have been involved, and little teasers and behind the scenes. Um, information. There will be more original music to come even after this, um, both as a solo artist and also with my bandmates. Our band is Terra Firma, the band, at T-E-R-R-A-F-I-R-M-A, the band, (laughs) on Instagram and Facebook. And uh, we'll probably be producing some original music, hopefully, uh, soon in the future. So there's, this is, it's crazy to say because there's so much uh, that's happened up until this point, but I really do feel like it's only only the beginning. And I'm so excited. Ladies, it has been real. The raspberry tea was delicious. It was tangy. Absolutely. It was amazing. Thank you, Kimmy. Thank you, Kimmy. <laughs> Kimmy, you are always welcome on our show. We hope you come back and, you know, share. Like, don't forget about us when you're, like, huge and amazing and Beyonce. Just don't forget about the smaller people. <laughs> Absolutely not. I'll do the machine next time. <laughs> Perfect. 
we will have everything that you just mentioned, all of your accounts, um, the live stream link, the ticket link, it will all be in the show notes for our listeners. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in for our quality time. We are really excited about all of the episodes and Unpack the Pursuit related initiatives that we have coming in 2021. It's going to be a great year. So buckle up, even if it's a little weird still, even if there's a little residue from the past, it's chill. We're, we're moving on. Okay. Please reach out to us if you have any questions or about uh, this podcast in particular, or if you have um, ideas and topics you want to explore in other episodes, we're always here for you. Unpack the pursuit at gmail.com or on Instagram at unpack the pursuit. And we will see y'all later.